0: If you have a Bible, I want to invite you to pick it up. Turn with us to Romans chapter 6 today. We've been in 8. I'll tell you why we're in 6 here in just a minute. If you're online, if you're in your living room or in a hotel room, we want to invite you also to find Romans chapter 6 so you can follow along with us. This week, one of my daughters came home from school and she said, Dad, I want you to see a video. Show you a picture. Anybody know what this video is? Yes, okay. I'm just curious. Hands here in the room. Anybody know what this video represents? Yes, a lot of hands. Actually, a lot of kids' hands, right? Uh, youth, y'all know what this video represents? Yes, a lot of the youth know what this video represents. Yes. Maybe the most famous skit. In the history of our culture, this is who's on, yes, who's on first. So I'm going to perform it for you right now. Uh, No, I don't want to disappoint you. Uh, I in no way could be nearly as funny as these two guys are. Now the, the, the story, basically, the guy with the bat is wanting to find out about the baseball team that the guy in the jersey is managing, and so he's asking for the names of the players, and the player's name on first is, yes, and anybody, nobody, who's on second? No, yeah, because who's on first? What's on second, right? So y'all get, uh, anybody know the name who's on third? I don't know who's on third. Yeah, look at this. Wow. I'm sure y'all are studying scripture just as hard, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yes, yeah, yep, so. What makes the skit, though, brilliant is how this duo plays off each other, right? Uh, th- this, they became famous. Anybody know who it is? Yes, Abbott and Costello. They became famous because of how they could play off each other. If, if the individual would get up to do stand-up comedy, he might be funny, but not nearly as funny as when they were together. So it prompted me to start thinking about duos, right? Uh, Growing up for me, one of the duos in the newspaper that entertained me all the time was, anybody know these characters, Calvin and Hobbes? How many of you are thinking, what's a newspaper? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, yeah, especially for my youngest, you don't know who Calvin and Hobbes is, but you might know who these two are, Elsa and Anna, yes? Yes, can you imagine? Can you imagine that show with only one of them? No, like it, it's like you need both to to complete it, right? Uh, maybe for you, cartoons uh, and skits don't make you excited, but food does. Like, why is it that PB and J, that abbreviation, everyone knows what PB and J is? It's because the two working together bring tranquility, right? Yeah. Another food item, blue and Bell. when they work together, it's just, it's this beautiful thing. Like, blue is my favorite color, but when Bell comes along, it's, it's even better. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. At basketball playoffs right now, Mavericks made it to the second round with this conversation. J, yeah, MJ, Pippen, Colby, Shaq, and what if these two played together in the height of their career? No one. I'm convinced, would beat them, right? Anyway, why do I go there? Here's why I went there. This morning I thought what I was going to preach on was baptism specifically. I knew Baptism Sunday. We want to encourage people to take a step of faith and get baptized. So I'm going to teach what the Bible says about baptism. But here's what happened for me on Monday this week. While I was studying to teach on baptism, I was seeing through baptism the other ordinance of the church that we also get to participate in today, the Lord's Supper. And I was seeing, as I was studying baptism, the overlap between these two ordinances that God gave his church some 2,000 years ago. In fact, the history goes back before then. I was seeing an overlap in a powerful way that I want to show you today in a pretty quick way. So if you have your Bible, we're going to start in Romans chapter 6 in verse 1. I want to invite you to stand with me. I'm going to read a few verses and then try to show you some of, not all, some of what the Bible says about the Lord's Supper and baptism. Before I start reading, my fear is that many people have grown up thinking that the baptism and Lord's supper are actually a bigger deal than they are. That actually, you're saved by getting wet, or you're saved by eating these elements. That's not what it says. But I'm actually more afraid that, especially in Baptist churches, there are many people who don't understand how important it actually is, and we've devalued baptism and the Lord's Supper. God's Word. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us Who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Let's pray. God, I ask in the name of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. That you would help us see the importance of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Help us see the gift that you have given us. And then, God, I pray that we would treat it the way that you have called your followers to. Help, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If you're taking notes, we're going to look at this duo, baptism and the Lord's Supper. I'm going to start in this passage, teaching on baptism, and then I'll show you also a passage on the Lord's Supper. This passage is the longest teaching in the New Testament, actually, on baptism. Next week, we're going to go back to Romans 8. We're going to see that we were adopted into the family. Baptism is the outward sign of us being adopted. If you're taking notes, it's a sign and a seal. Both baptism and the Lord's Supper are a sign and a seal. Verse 3, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, what? We too might walk in newness of life. All right. We just watched some kids get baptized. Actually, uh, we, we have adults. First hour, we have adults later in the service today. It's not just children that get baptized, right? Here's my question. In this passage, it just said When you're baptized, you were buried with him through baptism into death. Did anyone in front of us, a few minutes ago, physically die? It's not really a trick question. (laughs) Uh, Did anyone physically die in front of us? No. I I had someone say once... uh, when, when you're baptized, do they hold you under water in proportion to how many sins you've committed? And I'm like, no. no, I would have stayed under a long time if that was the case. No, we didn't physically die. What is Paul talking about? Paul is saying that baptism is, it is physical, it's a physical, physical sign of something that's happened in our life spiritually. If you believe in Jesus, you are, when Jesus died, you died with him, you're buried with him, and you are raised to walk in newness of life. The, the, both ordinances are this beautiful collision of the physical and the spiritual. Uh, we're going to read in chapter 8 next week that we hope in something that we do not see. So, so, so how, how can you and I experience something that we can hear, see, taste, touch, feel? Jesus has given something to his church. He's given us an outward sign and a seal of something that happens in our life spiritually. So I want to turn your attention again to the screen. Y'all see there's a sign? You know what a sign is? A sign is that something that points you to something you can't see, but that's really where you want to go, right? That's what a sign is. He's given us a sign. A seal, a seal's a stamp by a higher power that this is something that I approve of. Jesus started the, the, the church for 2,000 years has looked at baptism and the Lord's Supper as a sign and a seal, physically of something that happens in our lives spiritually. Pretty cool, huh? If if you grew up in a Baptist church, you probably saw people point fingers, uh, point to their ring finger, right? When Rebecca and I entered into the covenant of marriage, we actually entered into our marriage covenant when we exchanged our vows. In sickness and in health, till death do us part. And we actually ended our vows. And thereto I pledge you my faith. So when we exchanged our vows by faith, we entered into the covenant of marriage. In a similar way, when you and I, by faith, place our faith in Jesus as our Savior and Lord, we're saved. But at that time, we exchanged a sign and a seal, a ring. But the Bible doesn't command us to do that. The Bible commands us to do this. We exchange this this sign. Now, now in, a, in an interesting way, we also regularly practice something to help us remember that we call an anniversary. Does an anniversary? Does an anniversary make us married? No. An anniversary reminds us and helps us remember we are married, and we get to do that through the Lord's Supper. It's a sign, physical sign and seal of something that you cannot see on the outside. The sign and seal you can, but something that's happened on the inside. with me so far. Baptism, Lord's Supper, sign and a seal taken by individuals in the context of community, both. Again, as I was seeking to teach in the Lord's Supper, I'm seeing, oh my goodness, I mean, commun- baptism... <laughs> I'm seeing the Lord's Supper all over all of it, because this is, this is true for both. Read what he says in verse 3 again. Do you not know that all of us, he's, he's speaking in the context of the church community, all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into death. Does that mean they were all baptized at the same time? No, that would have been interesting to watch. Now, there was a big baptism that happened after Peter preached at Pentecost, but 3,000 individuals went into mikvahs to be baptized based on their individual faith in the context of community. We, community, were buried therefore with him by baptism and death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Baptism is something that you do individually in the context of community. The Lord's Supper is something you do individually in the context of community. I want to speak for just a moment to those of you who are online right now. Many of you are online because you're a shut-in. Many of you are online. We know now there's different people that watch actually from around the world. And you can't be part of our church and we understand that. But some now are online out of habit. And I want to speak to you for just a minute if you're online out of habit. The church is intended to be community. The the gift of the elements and the gift of baptism that God has given us were meant to be individuals partaking in community. And so here's the deal. We need you. If you're part of our community, we need you. And we want to invite you. And as your pastor, I would challenge you to come back. Or if you, you live a long way away, to, f- to find a church where you can engage. Why? So that you can be an individual participating in the community of the church. Y'all with me so far? Baptism and the Lord's Supper. Sign and a seal for individuals to partake in in the context of community. Why? Why? to point us all as a sign and a seal, to point us all to Jesus' death and resurrection. Both do this. Watch. We'll just look at verse 4. We were buried therefore with him, Jesus, by baptism into what? Death. Does it stop there? No. No. And I think so often, sometimes when we share the gospel, we stop there. So often when we may take communion, we might stop there. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Do you see the resurrection story in baptism? We, we, we go down with him in death. We rise again to walk in newness of life. Now I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is the longest passage on the Lord's Supper in the New Testament. We'll finish our time here. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the church had been handling communion wrong. In fact, uh, they were, instead of really remembering Jesus, they were like, bloating themselves on the bread from the Lord's Supper and overeating and there wasn't stuff left over and they were actually, some of them were getting drunk on the wine from the Lord's Supper. And Paul's like, this is not what it's about. He says in, starting in verse 17 to 22, three different times that this is what we do when we gather, again, the individuals coming together in the context of commu- uh, community. And then pick up with me in verse 23. Verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body which is for you. Was that actually physically his body? No, it was bread, it just told us. But this is going to be an outward sign. It's going to be a seal for them so that they can remember, to point them back to him. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. How? Looking at the sign and the seal in remembrance of me. Verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're doing something. You're proclaiming the Lord's, what's the word there? Death. Is the verse stop there? No, it is not. We're proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. All right. Do you know that when Jesus, Matthew, Mark, and Luke record it, when Jesus initiated for his disciples this Passover meal as not just a looking back to their freedom from slavery in Egypt, but to his death and resurrection. In every gospel, he says, I'm not going to eat this again until when? Until when you and I, in fact, Luke talks about it twice, are getting to marriage supper of the Lamb and our resurrected bodies enjoy A meal with Jesus again. Not just his death, but his resurrection. Both, baptism and the Lord's Supper are signs and seals that we as individuals participate in in the context of community. We're believers in Jesus. The community is the church. And it points us to his death and resurrection. So how, how should we go about baptism and communion interestingly the commands in scripture to repent and to rejoice also apply to both Peter preaches at Pentecost Acts chapter 2 they ask what do we do to respond to this news that Jesus is the son of God he says to the crowd repent and be baptized in the book of Acts, repent, be baptized, and the word believe or faith are used interchangeably over and over and over again. We believe that all happen at the same time. You don't get saved because you get wet. You, you, you get saved because you believe in Jesus. And when you believe in Jesus, your Holy Spirit empowered to turn from your sin to follow him. That's why we ask in the water, do you believe that Jesus is your Savior? Are you ready to follow him as your Lord and your King? Right? same thing should be happening as we look back, church. As we remember what Jesus has done, we celebrate his freedom and we sing of it. We're going to do that here in just a second. But we also repent. I want to invite those who are going to serve the elements to come forward. As they do, I'm going to read the next words in this passage over you. So I want you to see how it calls us all to take this very seriously. As you and I participate in the other element, maybe you're not getting wet this morning, but you're about to take communion. Look what he says in verse 27. Whoever therefore eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Are you ready to do this? Believers, if you're here in the room, you're welcome to partake with us, individuals in the context of community. But as you do, don't take this lightly. Examine your heart and see if there's things in your life that are going on that are against the will of God and repent And let's rejoice together in the gift he has given us through his forgiveness on the cross. Pray with me. God, use this time. Help us. Help us as a body to repent and rejoice in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for Worship Online. If you're in our area, we wanna invite you to come to physically connect to your local church. We would love to help you to live in love like Jesus alongside of others who are doing the same. If you're from outside of our area, can I challenge you to find a local church in your area that's gonna preach the Bible and exalt Jesus? Smash the like button, subscribe, share with friends, and turn on notifications if you'd like to stay up to date with us. And thanks again for joining us.